Welcome to the Divine Rhyme, a music podcast with culture, with Will Hogsett and Dylan Hughes. All right, everyone, welcome to the Divine Rhyme. It's been a minute, Dylan Hughes. We got a bit of a different episode for you, though. Uh, first up, we're going to start with Spotify Wrapped. Me and Dylan are going to chat a little bit about just the, the cultural kind of ideas behind it, why it gets so big. Uh, obviously, talk about our Spotify, in my case, Apple Music. You know, I'm a sophisticated person. I use Apple Music uh, replay. Um, then we're going to do uh, switch it up a little bit, do a top three Xmas song draft, little Christmas, which I got some um, I got some heaters and I, I, I'm not sure if you're ready for them. He is. I don't think you're expecting them, if I'm being honest. Then we're going to finish the episode uh, with an album draft of the artists that we've covered so far. Um yeah, we've had, honestly, looking back, he's, there's a lot of good albums in there. What, what were you thinking? Yeah, man, I was making my big board, um, mm-hmm. so to speak. And I'm like, damn, like the stuff that I really wanted to draft, it's going to be tough. Because mm-hmm. I, I, we're only doing five each, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's going to be some damn good projects left out. Not even on, not even drafted, not even drafted. and so Not even Bittered. Yeah, I've been thinking. Uh, I'm like, okay, what's gonna what what's Hughes gonna let fall a little bit? Also, also interested in your idea behind how you draft. So uh, we'll chat about that a little bit later. But let's get into. Um, let's just get started. Hughes, how you been? It's been a minute. What have you been listening to? I've been good, man. I've been. I've been. I've settled into Schoolboy Q lately. Yeah. Um, Honest, I feel like, like you say that every time when I ask you what you've been listening. I know, <laughs> I know. Like, it's just you know we're gonna talk about the Spotify Wrapped, and he made a very surprising appearance. Um, yeah. I guess I don't want to get into specifics yet, but I was I was a little bit surprised and also not surprised. Um, like you know, I, I had my whole blank face thing for a while, which I've talked about mm-hmm. a lot. But oxymoron lately has come on strong for me. Okay, and. Okay. It's like, it's like, man, this, this dude is just unbelievable. Yeah. Like really happy that he was one of the first artists we covered because I don't think I would have discovered a lot of this stuff. Yeah. I, I always liked Schoolboy, man. I always was a big fan of his, but it was, it was crash talk. You know, that was basically all I was going off of in a handful of other things, but really delving in, man, I'm like, this dude is killer. And like looking back on the year, for me, he was definitely one of the great discoveries. Yeah, I agree. He's extremely like re-listenable, right? Like it's it's with him, at least for me, it's like I have no idea what I'm gonna play. I get in the car, I I see blank face, just throw it on, man. Hit hit random and let's give me something, you know, get me hyped up. Uh at least for me, he was also a, a surprise entry, one that I wasn't expecting at least as much as what uh what happened. But recently I've been listening to CLB. It's kind of like that time where I haven't listened to it since the initial drop. And then I'm kind of like rediscovering a little bit. I probably said that last time, Uh, but I'm like, okay, you know what? There are some, there's some songs in here that, that could last a little bit. Uh, So let's just get in with it. Hughes, you're an Apple music guy, right? 
Yes. Okay. You know, I saw, I think it was like a Trevor Wallace video the other day. It's like Apple music uh, users. Whenever Spotify rap comes out, he's like, quit sharing that shit. No one wants to share that. No one wants you to share that shit. Uh, And obviously the replay is like a one fourth version of Spotify wrapped. Like I wish I'm extremely jealous of Spotify rap. That's why I hate on it. Yeah. Same here. It's, it's always annoying on December 1st or whatever. Yeah. And it's like going to Instagram. It's like, here we go. Got to see this shit all day. Yeah. I get it. And I've been fighting the Spotify urge for years. I think it's just because of comfort. Honestly, I've had, I've built up a library of music on Apple music for so many years now yeah. to, to completely just give up on that. Feels like, you know, like I'm not a quitter. I can't quit on Apple music, yeah. you know? Yeah. And listen, I love Spotify. I listen to podcasts on Spotify because Apple podcasts are horrendous. So okay. it's not like, I'm, I'm not an Apple fanboy or anything. It's just, I just, I've stuck with Apple music, but yeah, it's, you know, it's December 1st. You got to go through that. And part of me does wish I could share like what I've listened to this year. And that's kind of just human instinct. And I yeah. think I saw someone talk about that with Spotify, how smart they are is they do this. Cause this is just free advertising for Spotify. Oh my God. So much free advertising. And I, I did want to ask you about that. It's like, it, it's like one day someone realizes that the, the spot, the Spotify rap comes up and then everyone's just copying, copying, copying. And you know, like, what is that? I mean, I relate to it. I've, I feel that like, I, is it something about what about music Dylan, in your opinion makes people want to share it just like that much? Like, at least for me, I feel like it's a part of me, you know, and you're, you're kind of like, this was me this year. Yeah. Well, you know, there is a really interesting book I read this year called wanting, and it's about this thing called mimetic desire, which is basically how we kind of just all like copy each other and feed off each other's like actions. Yeah. Part of the book he was talking about signaling, which is basically what we do when we share stuff online. Yeah. It's like we, we put the best part of ourselves out there so people can see it and like hopefully accept it. And I kind of, I mean, Instagram is definitely the biggest like signaling social media of all of them. Yeah. And, and there's good and bad for that. I, I usually talk about the bad, but I mean, it's, it's human nature. Like they, they know how to expose us basically. So, um, and, and music is that thing where music for a lot of us, like music connects people very well. It's one of the few things I think where everyone can connect on music, even if you don't like the same artists or the same type of music, like we all like music. Like if you find someone that doesn't listen to music, like they're kind of just a weirdo almost, yeah. you know, yeah. like, who doesn't like music. Right. Yeah. And we get so much, uh, we like build a bond with each other when we share music too, because like, honestly, I think the two biggest impacts from other people in my life with music was definitely you because I'm looking at John Mayer in my top five here. That was all really? buddy. Really? Yeah. And you got uh, Johnny M in the top five. I, I cannot believe that. All right, let's just get into it. Hughes. Let's get into it. What's What is the top five? Well, you know, just real quick on the John Mayer thing, Born and Raised, number one album. Yeah. Great album. I mean, as soon as you sent that to me, like this was a, this was a late winter, early spring vibe. Mm -hmm. So 
I was pounding that shit, man. I'm telling you, I was pounding born and raised. So I'm not surprised to see John Mayer on there. It's been a good minute since I really listened to him, but I put the work in early in the year. Yeah. But I guess <laughs> since I'm in the, I'll, I'll just work my way up here to kind of build suspense. Okay. So, so in fourth place is J Cole mm-hmm. and that's not surprising either. Obviously J Cole has been heavily listened to for years, but we put in a lot of work on J Cole too, man. That was, that was our very first artist. And yeah. Again, like, as I mentioned, when we first talked about him, I listened to J. Cole a lot, but there was still some stuff I discovered when we went through that. I'm like, damn, this dude's so good. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just kept going back. And there's so many good albums to talk yeah. about and so many good albums to listen to. Like, it's he has a very high floor, you know, like you're going to you can throw a bunch of stuff on and he's going to accidentally creep up into your top five just because that's who he is. And the next guy is the same thing for me, Future. And Future, what's that? Yeah, three. You're at three. Yeah. So Future, this is actually an upset because Future for like the past two or three years has been number one by a mile. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've been a huge Future fanboy since I was in high school. And honestly, I think his last few albums haven't really been that great. I think that's part of the reason he's kind of slipped for me. Like there's only so much I can listen to the same album over and over. So he's, he's slowly falling, but he's still got that number three lockdown. And then number two, who has a 10 hour lead over future, by the way, okay, is schoolboy school Q again, not surprising. And before, before the year ends, there's going to be some more hours to put on that number. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But basically <laughs> every, everything I just talked about, like, He's got so many good albums. Oxymoron and Blank Face, I think, have been the two I've really gone into this year. Um, but the other projects were good, too. And then number one, by an entire day, 24-hour okay. lead. Okay. Very unsurprising, Mac Miller. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, <laughs> I think the Mac series was our best. Like, we just went in on Mac. We had to do a whole separate episode just to talk about what we already talked about. Yeah. Like there was so much to talk about with Max music. We had to do five or six episodes on him. I mean, he, he definitely, I think became my favorite artist this year just cause the versatility, like the, the growth he had in his career was so good. Different types of sound became so vulnerable at the end. I mean, just so, so good. And he's probably going to be in my top five for a long time. Yeah. Mac, I, I will say Mac was always Mac last year, ever since circles dropped has been in my, uh, in my top five, but before then you would never catch me listening to Mac. And so here's what I got here. By the way, Hughes, how many minutes total did you listen to? Um, so it was 58 hours. Okay. I don't know. I don't, I can't find that anymore. Uh, the total hours, but that's, uh, no offense, Hughes. That's pretty weak shit because 58 hours total. Yeah. That that was for Mac. Just Mac. Oh, okay. I thought you meant for the whole, whole, uh, team there. No, I don't, I don't know if there's a, I guess I could do the math. Yeah, there was a minutes thing earlier, but I just don't know where it went. So, um, so here's my top five: Drake at 104 hours, which 
that kind of surprised me because I didn't feel like I listened to Drake that much. But me, I guess just being a hardcore Drake stan, naturally, I'm going to get like 70 hours of Drake automatically without him dropping a new album. And then I assume that the other like 40 were just me listening to Certified Lover Boy. Uh, J. Cole at two. Uh, that's not surprising as well at 97 hours, not too far back from um, Drake. And like you mentioned, we did cover the uh, his career. So naturally, I'm going to listen to him uh, a bit more, but love J. Cole. And then a huge drop off. So we had Drake at 104 and J. Cole at 97 uh, and then a huge drop off. But the next four and I'm going to add four into my top five because the last three are all together are Schoolboy Q at 48 hours, Sturgill Simpson, Kendrick Lamar and Mac Miller all at 45 hours exactly. And so other than Drake and J. Cole, I'm, you know, I'm spreading the wealth, but I'm not going to front like schoolboy Q's never, I, I don't know how many hours before this year um, that I have listened to schoolboy Q, Q just in general, maybe two. Like I, I even, I doubt that. And then him just to shoot up the charts, like we mentioned earlier, he is extremely listenable and it's like schoolboy Q is going to maintain a spot in my top 10 at least for a while just because like i could always go back to him and listen to especially at least for me blank face that was the album that i had listened to most this year i just don't know or uh, crash talk my bad and then the second most listened to album was the off season of course uh what were your top albums use yeah so as i already said born and raised number one number two blank face again okay. very yeah. And swimming comes in at number three. And the interesting thing about what we did with Mac is I came into Mac week or Mac month, like circles, number one, hundred percent. Yeah. But back and listening to swim. And, and by the way, I'm not sure that I like, I still think I probably feel that way, but there's just something about swimming that really grabbed me this year. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I felt like it was a, it's a little bit more of a dynamic album. Than it's Circle. a better album. It's a better album. Yeah. And like, I get, I think some of its mood also. Yeah. Um, I think swimming is a little bit more upbeat and circles is just one of those albums. that's so beautifully put together and it's like, it's, it feels perfect, you know, mm-hmm. like if anything's perfect, it's circles. So it's like, it's one of those tough things and it's going to be interesting today on our album draft. Like, to see where they fall. Yeah. Because it's, they're just, they're so interesting because they're very different, but they're tied together. So, well, there's a difference. There's a difference between like a very, very well-made album and like personal favorites. I think you get this with Travis Scott, um, especially in like rodeo is probably my favorite album of his. And I, I think it's yours as well, but Astro world's probably a more well put together album than that, you know? And so, uh, same thing with Drake, like take care. Nothing was the same overall quality. Of the album probably better than my favorite. If you're reading this, it's too late. And so, I mean, that's interesting, right? That's, that's all about kind of like personal taste and, and stuff like that. So you got another take on that. Hughes? No, I mean, that's, that's, that's how it is. And, you know, something we've talked about before is just how does it fit with your life too? And, and how yeah. does it hit? Right. Yeah. And some of these albums we've gone back to some of the albums we've listened to before, like, I remember you, you had a pretty strong connection to born center mm-hmm. and, 
and Born Center is like that may be my favorite J. Cole album too. Mm-hmm. I, that's another one. J. Cole's another guy where it's like you can't really go wrong with what you pick mm-hmm. as your album, but it's they're so close, it's tough. But you go back and listen to these albums, and it's like they they could just hit different depending on where you're at in life. So it's just it. I mean, music is all about how you connect to it, and that's why like I don't really like to debate music anymore with people. Cause yeah. when I was young, I used to be like, Oh, this guy's an idiot. He thinks that this album sucks. or This album's great. It's like, we all have our own reasons for liking and not liking stuff. Yeah. And it doesn't mean we're stupid. You know, it doesn't mean that you're less like talented or whatever with recognizing good music. I mean, there's some cases where if you listen to whatever, like there's some guys, it's like, I don't know how the hell you can listen to that guy. But again, yeah. that's just, that's my ego getting in the way. And it's like, you know, there's, there's a reason why people are liked and not liked and it's all subjective. Yeah, it is. Like I listen to different music completely in the gym than I do in normal, just because I'm trying to get myself in a mood, you know, and it works, it works. Uh, So let's get into uh, before the album draft, let's do an Xmas song draft. I'm going to go first in this one, Hughes. Um, And then I'll let you go first in the album draft. All right. And so the first one I'm taking is baby it's home outside or baby it's cold outside uh because that the duet i mean i i love the duet factor anytime there's a duet like you you could get me uh that's why i love musicals so much because always the main songs like a duet and it's just so beautifully put together but uh what i remember it from the most is like elf from when Will Ferrell's in the restroom singing it and Zoe Deschanel has a gorgeous ass voice and that's just that's just a classic. That's the one that brings me to Christmas the most. You know what I mean? Whenever I think of Christmas, I think that. And so uh, I'm going to take that one off the board. Hughes, Hughes, what are you getting with your first pick? So, you know, this is what's funny about the Christmas thing is there's literally like a century worth of songs. Absolutely. That I didn't even have that one on my big board. I wouldn't. Um, either. Yeah. You know, I probably have none of your songs on the big board. So, yeah. It, it may be easy pickings for this draft. Like I think it is. <laughs> um, so I went with Let It Snow first. Classic. Like, Classic. Yeah. <laughs> Let It Snow, like, it, it's basically everything you just said is basically what I have to say. Like, it's when you hear Let It Snow, it's like, oh, shit, here we go. Mm-hmm. Like, it's that time of year. <laughs> and like, and I, I did want to say this, too, that working at Walmart for four years almost ruined Christmas songs for me. And, and you may have experienced this at Target. I don't know. I guess it wasn't Christmas time yet, but you just hear the same songs over and over on those stupid intercom radios. Mm-hmm. And the longer you're there, it's just horrible. And Christmas songs are just shoved down your throat when you're in a grocery store. Like when you're, when you're going there and you shop for half an hour or whatever, you don't really notice it. But when you work there yeah. for four yeah, it, it just kills <laughs> there are some Christmas songs that were probably killed for me. Um, But let us know has survived to this point. No, I relate to that. Hughes because when I worked at target, I was, uh, I was stunned at how much they played Gwen Stefani, like of all people, (laughs) like Gwen Stefani, I had played at least twice an hour. And I'm like, come on, man. What's targets deal with Gwen Stefani? Not that she's bad. I like, I like some of the no doubt stuff. Uh, but damn, it's a lot of high pitched. 
So uh, for my, let's do Snake. No, we're doing Snake in the album draft. So you get you get second dibs too. Okay. See this this is interesting because since I feel like I can pick what I want, like I have I I picked six just in case, and you know there's there's again there's a lot to pick from. Um, I think I'm gonna go ahead and go with Santa Baby. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Like, let's make Christmas sexy. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Like, like, let's 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 have a little bit of a love affair. I mean, I don't know about you, but when it gets when it gets to especially close to New Year's time, mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, I use a little shoddy on my arm. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's cuffing and, season, Hughes. That's why they call it cuffing season. You're not wrong. Exactly. So you know, when it gets to Christmas time, it's like, okay, we're getting family together. We're getting, we're getting, we're going to church maybe for the, for the one time a year. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. you start to, start to get a little romantic and it's like Santa, you hear Santa baby come on. It's like, okay. Where's my Santa baby at? <laughs> like, don't maybe get in my feels during the holidays. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. That's why we got to blare schoolboy key through it just to exactly. Keep then we'll get to summer. All right. My second song and I'm going uh, contemporary from now on. I went kind of old school. I thought about going with the jingles, like the, the things I, the jingles that I'm talking about are like, let it snow, you know, the super old fashioned, the jingle bells, just a simple, like, uh, Christmas carol songs, which I respect you for Chris, if you're a Christmas killer, but that's not the type of Christmas music I like to listen to. My second pick is Christmas at Sways. <laughs> Have you ever heard that song used? No, no. Yeah, it's it's uh, Sway um, Sway Lee released a Christmas song, and I'm having a train go by the house right now, so you might be hearing it. That's all right. But uh, Sway Lee released a Christmas song like I don't know three years ago, and ever since then, I've been listening to it every year. It's like a inside joke with me and my friends. I'll always be like, "Where's Christmas at this year?" And it's like, uh, "We're going to Sway's." explicit sways always played around christmas time uh it's a decent song it's not a great song it's just more of like i mean how many christmas songs are good actually he is it just gets you in the mood you know what i mean yeah again it's 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 all i feel like it's just one big pile you know like there's not anything that stands out aside from the stuff you hear the most and the longest but I will say that Sway Lee is probably the last person I ever think about when I think of Christmas. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I love it so much. There's some beautiful irony in that. And I think that's it. That's why I think I love it because it's like, who the fuck would ever expect Sway Lee to drop a Christmas song, but it's fucking Sway Lee and it bangs. Now with my third pick and our last pick of the draft, uh, by the way, I am going to just, throw out some honorable mentions. I wanted to throw Jingle Bells in. That's just an all-time classic. It's it's hard to leave out. Uh, and, you know, I dabbled with the Justin Bieber uh, Christmas album as well. I'm not going to lie. You know, that's tough to leave out. And then also Glee has some good Christmas stuff. And I'm, I'm a Glee guy. I'm not going to front on that. I may keep it a stack with you. But my third song, and another one, out of all the Christmas songs used, this is the one that I want you to listen to because I'm not sure if you knew about this, but uh, in 2020, actually, I think it was released in 2019. They released it on Apple Music in 2020. Chance the Rapper and Jeremiah released a Christmas album called Merry Christmas, Little Mama. And mm. you're talking about making Christmas sexy. 
there's a song called Stranger at the Table. Very, very good song. It's a, a remix of another Christmas song. I'm just drawing a blank right now on what it is. But um, very, very good song. One that I always vibe to every time Christmas season comes around. I'm like, okay, let's listen to Merry Christmas, Little Mama from uh, Chance and Jeremiah. But I've always been a Chance guy. Another guy that, you know, probably like to see on the pod at some point. So. Yeah. I mean, that's that uh, I'm going to have to play that. I'm trying to get into the Christmas vibe right now because like I I've noticed as I've gotten older, that you kind of have to make yourself do it, you know? Yeah, you definitely do. (laughs) When you're younger, it's like, okay, when you're in school, they're probably going to do some Christmas stuff. You may watch a Christmas movie or two. Mm -hmm. I specifically remember third grade, Shout out to Miss LeBlanc, who I'm still friends with on Facebook. She's awesome. great. One of my favorite teachers. But I remember the very last day of school, first semester, we just had like a hot chocolate pajama party watching Christmas movies. And it's like, God, man, like I got to work now. You yeah. know, it's like getting part, getting older is great in some ways, but it sucks in others. But I've noticed you really have to force yourself to get in the Christmas spirit because I've only watched, I've watched the pool. I watched like half the Polar Express this year and that's it. Like I've, I've got to really get on it, but I think that album definitely could be a good way to, to get me on, get me in the spirit. I think, um, watching half of the Polar Express before December 9th is a pretty good standard to get yourself in the Christmas spirit. I mean, you got at least, you got about two weeks now before Christmas and you've already, if you've already watched half of the Polar Express, I mean, God damn, you're getting yourself going. Uh, I will say at my work, uh, the job I'm about to quit, about to start an internship. Uh, great, great people. They have like a cookie exchange. They're doing a little cookie exchange and I'm like, okay, I can see how that get you in the Christmas mood just a little bit. But so what's your third and final pick and toss out some honorable mentions. Uh, so this one, I ha- I just have to lock in because I love uh, this lady and recently divorced. So I may have to, you know, figure that one out uh, just as a, as an aside, but Casey Musgraves present without a bow. I mean, th- this is, this is kind of like with you, this is like a, a more recent, more recent Christmas song. Casey Musgraves has really popped on the scene the past few years. It's like a pop country type of artist. Mm. A- I mean, if you haven't listened to Golden Hour, uh, very, very good album. She's another another person I would love to to feature on this pod at some point. But I mean, she's she just got that that beautiful country voice, but not too country. You know, like she's I think she's like an intermediary from like someone that doesn't like country. Like if you want to if you want to ease your way into country, she's a great way uh, to do that. But present without a bow. Just, just a really nice, nice Christmas song. Of course, you got the little bit of a love angle in there too. So, mm. just, just a great song uh, from her. And honorable mentions again, just some classics. You know, Santa Claus is coming to town. Absolute like, classic, man. You no, know, you hear that song and you start looking up in the sky, yeah. like, <laughs> oh shit, is he, is he coming? Um, so, and then uh, obviously it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas another one it is and, beginning to well not actually in the physical world so we gotta wait till it starts snow snowing before that happens but that one is always like if you want to get yourself in the Christmas mood that's like a last last second 
day before Christmas, you're like, fuck, I'm not really in the Christmas mood. Everyone else is. You just play that about three times. And then it looks a lot like Christmas, at least mentally at that point. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, just got perfect transitions to this last song, Silent Night, which is like Christmas night, you're laying in bed. You're trying to hear if Santa's on the roof yet. You know, (laughs) it's a really, really good way to kind of ease off into Christmas morning and just a nice way to cap off the the pre-Christmas kind of not shenanigans necessarily, but the pre-Christmas vibe. Well, I will say he is just doing this pod. It's starting to get me in the Christmas mood a little bit. You know, you're getting that little feelings like Christmas. You know what I'm saying? All right. Well, uh, let's move on then uh, to the main event, the album draft. Looking forward to it, Hughes. I'll let you get the first pick just to um, remind everyone. So we got J. Cole, uh, Schoolboy Q, Sturgill Simpson, Mac Miller, and Kendrick Lamar. When did we start this pod, Hughes? What month did we start this pod? Five artists? I mean, that's that's pretty solid. Yeah, I think it was May. Um, so five artists in seven months. You know, we've we've sprinkled some some other stuff in there too. But yeah, I think it's been I think we've done well. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't we don't have to do this, you know what I mean? So I think earlier on maybe we've kind of given ourselves a little bit of a hard time for like not being super on schedule with everything, but all things considered, I think we've been very productive this year. Yeah. I mean, just looking back, it's like five artists in seven months that you want to give them their due diligence. How many albums? I mean, over, it looks oh, yeah. like, it looks like we've covered kind of around 30 to 30 albums, I'd say. So there's, there's a lot to take. And uh, before we do get drafted Hughes, I'm going to give you your first pick. I'm just wondering what, what what's your mindset going in? Like, are you are you thinking old school basketball? I I need a position. I kind of want to touch all genres. Are you are you thinking mid twenty tens positionless basketball? I want a guy that could guard every, every everyone. Yeah, it's I, I it's gonna be kind of how the board falls. I think is yeah. is how I'm gonna play it, but especially early on. I'm kind of thinking like, what, what do I have to listen to? You know, what are, what are the first few albums that if I don't have that album, I'm like, damn, like if I never listen to this album again, I'm going to be upset. So at at least early on, that's where I'm going to go. Obviously it would be nice to have a little bit of hype mixed with a little bit of kind of more thoughtful music. Mm -hmm. Um, But no, it's all depending on how the board falls out. Yeah, I'm thinking as well. There's not really a bad pick. Uh, right. So we're doing the snake draft. Um, so Dylan's getting one and then four and five. And then I'm getting two and three. But I'm happy because two and three are going to be bangers. Uh, obviously, D- Dylan's getting the number one overall. But, you know, you could get good albums back to back in four and five as well. You know, so um, I'm really looking forward to how it, seeing how it falls because again i'm gonna adjust mine's more in the second round because i feel like you can maneuver a lot like if you pick you're gonna pick an album and i'm not gonna be that mad uh first overall because i'm like okay i got two albums three albums that i'm like i'm perfectly fine with so let's get on with it Hughes. uh what what's the number one overall draft pick 
Yeah. So I kind of already alluded to it. Um, and it, this is going against my board, but the more I think about it, I'm going to have to, I'm taking swimming off the board with number oh, six. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so here's the thought process. Okay. So again, circles, I can make an argument is, is my favorite Mac album, mm-hmm. but I've, and I've said this before that I think circles was the cherry on top to Mac's career. Mm-hmm. You, you don't need the cherry on top. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you don't need it. And swimming, I feel like is an album that you more need because like circles, there's a lot of questions answered and kind of a lot of resolutions met, yeah. which is great. But I almost feel like what makes Mac Mac is the questions and in swimming. I think he did a great job of like balancing the whole, like, I have answers, but I still have questions too. And I think that's what makes it such a great album is you can see that he's figured a lot out, but you can see that he hasn't figured everything out still. And in circles, I feel like he's figured everything out. So just from like a, just from a standpoint of sitting and thinking about music, which I love to do, I just feel like swimming fits that more. No, that's a great pick Hughes, because I mean, that was an easy, I mean, me having the two, three pick, that was an easy pickup for me. It would be the first Mac album that I draft. And, um, you know, I, now I'm, I'm sitting in a, in the spot where I'm like, I got to get a, a Mac album on here. And so, but I w- don't want to go too early as well. You know, I don't want to draft another album too early. And so, uh, with my pick, my first one, I'm going to go with the Pimp a Butterfly. Mm. Uh, I didn't really listen to that as much. My Kendrick album was damn. Uh, I really like section 80 a lot too, but when I really started, uh, listening to, to pimp a butterfly, it's like, damn, I understand the, the hype around this. I understand the, the, the storytelling aspect in that album is, you know, we talked about the ballad of dude and Juanita, right. And how literal, of a story that is. So that's a story that's up front. It punches you in your face. It's you could you realize it instantly. With Tempa to Pippa Butterfly, it's like a little bit more low key. I mean, obviously he's telling the uh the the quotes and the stories every single time or in most of the songs, right? But still he kind of fits individual songs into an album rather than making a whole making all the songs around a single idea kind of like uh the ballad of dude and juanita you kind of understand what i mean about that and so um again just a phenomenal album and one that i'd feel like if i didn't take it two and three i feel like it drop a bit um and so with uh the third pick overall i'm gonna go with forest hills drive i mean Mm -hmm. You know, and the more I think about it, it's not my favorite J. Cole album anymore. Like, I think listening to the pod, talking about it, discussing Born Sinners become my personal favorite. But that's just another situation where it's like, damn, I cannot not pick this. I can't pick Born Sinner over this if I'm never listening, if I'm not listening to it ever again. Also, I think it might drop a bit as well. I'm not sure if you'd pick it at four and five, but you got two big picks coming up here. Uh, and I think there's a lot to work with. So what do you got? Yeah. I mean, that, that was a good call for you. Um, I, 
Forest Hills Drive was down the list for me. Mm-hmm. And this is a really interesting spot to be in. I I did not expect Circles to be there at four. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, I felt like, you know, I just said I want to have albums that I need to listen to. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't think I need to listen to Circles. So it's an album where I'm okay not picking it here. And with, with the five pick, I may think about it, but I'm going to go ahead and just take Born Center now. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> Born, Center, Born Center was number four on my board because, man, like, I I just, I go back to Born Center more than any other J. Cole project. I mean, there's just, like, I don't know if it's through and through his best album, but... I think the highs are so high. Yeah. Like, God, it's just so tough to, to just leave it out there. And I'm just, and this, this kind of fills, fills some of the hype kind of sound that I want to go with too. Not that the whole album's hype, obviously, but there's some good stuff in there. It's just kind of a nice, a nice sound. So I'm going to go ahead with that. And with this next one, like, I think I'm, I'm just going to have to give you circles, I think, because just looking at my board, like I'm going to have to go J Cole back to back here and take four your eyes only off the board. Okay. Because okay. four your eyes only for a long time, I think was my favorite, uh, J Cole album. And that was probably a little bit of like a hot take on my part. And probably still is to some people because everyone wants to talk about four Hills drive. And again, Four Hills Drive is great, but Four Your Eyes Only, like, it's just so hard for me to leave an album like that out when the title track, 10 minutes of just unbelievable storytelling like that. Yeah. That song alone is a song that I'm probably going to heavily consider next week in our song draft because mm-hmm. just, it's just such a good song. And I love long songs. And I mean, the whole album is good though. It's, I think it was a really nice follow up to Forest Hills Drive. So I didn't expect to go J. Cole heavy this early, but here we are. Yeah. And I think you're going to be surprised with my picks as well because I'm not sure that I'm going to pick Circles as, because uh, like you mentioned, man, like you're talking about Live Without, like, you know, Circles is great. And I am going to get some Mac Miller on here, which is the interesting part, but it's, it's definitely something I could live without. Uh, but I'm going to go to Schoolboy Q with my pick. I guess it'd be six overall, um, second pick in the third round. And I'm, I'm caught here. I, I probably have to go blank face, you know, yeah. Crash Talk, Crash Talk as an album. It, it, it's probably a better out. It's the same thing, Hughes, but it's like, what am I missing from the highs of Blank Face by taking Crash Talk? Uh, and so I'm, I'm going to go with Blank Face here. And then, um, yeah, I'm going to go to Mac Miller, but here's a switch up for you for the first pick of the fourth round, The Divine Feminine. How about Ooh. that? How about that? And I like, again, with the diversity, I feel like I'm playing... I feel like I have a starting five in basketball. You know what I mean? Where I have like the all-stars. I got two good stars 
uh, and to Pimp a Butterfly and Forest Hills Drive. And I got some role players as well in Blank Face and um, the Divine Feminine as well. And so uh, with my lax pick, I know it's going to be on the board. I'm, I'm definitely going with it. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm assuming at this point, unless you pull something out of right field, Hughes. Man, okay. that That's an interesting one. Blank Face was definitely one I wanted to have, mm-hmm. uh, which should be pretty obvious as much as I talk about it. But... Man, this is an interesting place to be because you got yeah, because you got two J Cole, you got circles on the board already with swimming. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like now that I now that I have swimming, you know, from a value standpoint, like this is letting Giannis slip to the 15th pick. This is like letting Jimmy Butler go 30. Like this is this is this, like trading, uh, drafting Kawhi Leonard and then trading him. Yeah, like this is um, this is some behavior that you're gonna look back on in a few years. It's like, how the hell did that happen? Um, but from a diversity standpoint, it's like, man, it's it's tough to put in that mix because it's really hard for me to leave Schoolboy out of it, honestly, because he is he's really grown on me this year, as I've talked about at length already. So I have two picks in a row, right? Yep. So I'm actually going to, I, I, I'm going to be honest. I never considered crash talk. Mm-hmm. Um, crash talk was not on my board. And before we did Schoolboy Q, it was my favorite album of his, but going back and listening, it's still great, but I think it's, it is still maybe two, but the, it's just, this is probably a recency bias thing for me. But I'm just going to go ahead and do oxymoron. I mean, yeah, I knew you were going to pick that. That's such an emotional pick, Hughes. That is such an emotional pick. I respect it 100%. But I, you already said earlier, you've been listening to it a lot. And <laughs> it's just, and this is including Blank Face and Crash Talk. So I think, I think Blank Face is his most consistent album. Yeah. And it's, it's the one that I go back to the most because of that. You can just push play. You don't even think about skipping, not even once. Crash talk is is interesting because, as we talked about on the pod, like it's split into three pieces basically, mm-hmm. and that that's like good for a certain mood. But when I'm thinking schoolboy right now, I'm thinking bangers. Yeah, and I think oxymoron has the most bangers of any project he has. Mm-hmm. I, like then, absolute course, banger bangers. Yeah. I mean, there's like, I mean, I can think of like seven off the top of my head. Like mm-hmm. that is insane. Seven bangers on the same, like some of these schoolboy albums are like, are like not even that much longer than seven songs. And oxymoron is just very deep. Um, of course you got, uh, was oxymoron slash prescription or whatever that song is. That's just like the, it really switches the, the beat in the middle. It's just a beautiful song. Like, you get a little bit of diversity in that album. So it kind of checks a lot of boxes, definitely an emotional pick for me, which I'm okay with. Cause you yeah. know, you gotta be in touch with your emotions. You gotta know yeah. what you like <laughs> right now. Oxymoron is speaking to me. So this one, this has been a huge bluegrass year for me, man. This has been a huge Sturgill Simpson year and to not include cutting grass volume one would be a tragedy. So that's where I'm going with my last pick. Okay. I don't mind has become one of my favorite songs. 
every fucking time it's on, I'm, I'm screaming to yeah. that song. Yeah. And it's just, it's just one I can't leave out. So, you know, look, looking back here at my, uh, at my picks, I mean, you've got a little bit of everything. Like I'm, I'm very happy with, with what I ended up with. I've got, I've got some schoolboy just to, to give me hype. I've got some bluegrass to kind of, you know, get in touch with that bluegrass string I've hit this year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, probably my two favorite J. Cole albums and probably my favorite Mac album. Like, I feel like I've checked all the boxes. No, you got a pretty good, uh, you got a pretty good list there, Hughes. And this is why I was confident about my last pick, because I knew if you picked a Sturgill album, it wouldn't be the one that I picked. And that's just through the pod, through listening to you discuss it. Um, I'm glad you went with Cutting Grass because that would, I mean, I, that I feel like I might choose Sailor's Guide and the one I'm going to pick over this, uh, but definitely a great Sturgill album. Like if you want to talk the Bluegrass albums, even throw in Baldo Dude and Juanita in there, it's probably the best out of those three, no doubt, honestly. But just recently, I've tried to get away from my simp shit, and so that means not listening to I Don't Mind and I Wonder which are two absolutely gorgeous songs so much just because I've been trying to get out of my scent mode, but there's no doubt, man, those two songs and just the whole album in bluegrass is, is gorgeous. Um, I, I absolutely respect the late round Sturgill pick as well, because that's absolutely what I was going to, because I, I felt like you let Sturgill drop that far too, which that's no disrespect, but there's just some classics that you got to draft above them. Uh, but I'm going with sound and fury for my last pick. And, you know, again, uh, I've already have, I already have to pimp a butterfly and forest Hills drive, which are like those artist classics. So obviously Kendrick with to pimp a butterfly and then, um, J Cole with forest Hills drive. That's their classic album. And so I didn't want to go with sailors guy. Plus, honestly, I, uh, I, I, I kind of like sound and fury, um, more again with the theme man, the Japanese kind of bells in the, in the second song that close out in fastest horse in town, fastest horse in town is going to be a, uh, a sleeper for me as well, because you're talking about long songs shoes and how you like, um, for your eyes only that is, a, that is a equivalent to, um, Sergio Simpson for your eyes only in last, uh, or the fastest horse in town, just an absolutely great song. Uh, and one of my favorite Sturgill albums. Yeah, that's, that's not a surprising pick. Cause I know that was one of your favorite Sturgill albums when we did Sturgill month. And, you know, personally for me, it wasn't, it definitely isn't like close to the top for my favorite Sturgill albums, but I will say, I think it's the one that made me respect him the most. Yeah. Because it was the, the album that's like, damn, this dude can do everything. Because even if you don't love everything about it, which I liked a lot of what he did in that album, and there's a handful of songs from it that I have in my playlist, but just the way that it's produced, the fact that it's a completely different genre than he's ever done, it was like the moment coming off of Sailor's Guide, which was a very popular album at the time and kind of the album that put him on the map for a lot of people. And to just completely do a 180 and put out another album that's so different, but so well done. 
it's like, man, this dude is so versatile. He's proven it to us and he's proven it to himself mm-hmm. that he can literally do everything. So I, I think, I think it's a solid pick for sure. Well, we'll throw it on, uh, the running hook podcast twitter uh we'll we'll take a vote see what everyone thinks about it see who gets a dub chat about it next week might have some uh upcoming news might get our own feed here soon get it trying to get it rolling um thinking about starting that after the new year got a new pod coming up next week as well we're just trying to finish the year off um don't really want to start anything new out start a new artist until um the new year you know like we mentioned it's christmas time you know we don't really want to start anything and with the new year starting i think we should probably wait till then so we got a different pod next week as we alluded to we have a uh, a song draft a top 10 song draft which i think is going to really get interesting i mean we thought our big boards were a little bit different here i can only imagine how different our big boards would be uh for the song draft yeah it's like 10 are we doing 10 or are we doing 15 you know i feel like we should do 15 okay we just gotta uh, limit it's gonna be a long episode we just gotta limit the other chatter uh and save the draft for the the big time yeah i mean 15 like even 15 as you talked about earlier there are a lot of freaking albums on this yeah. in our, our network at this point in the catalog yeah. and there's obviously even more songs than that. I mean, we're probably picking from, I don't know, 200 songs maybe. Yeah. Like there's, there's an insane amount of songs and it's going to be interesting to see the strategy kind of as we, as we went through with this one. Well, what I'd say is like, I, I feel like, I feel like I will say if I had the number one overall pick Hughes, I'd pick swimming. Like, I, I think that was the number one overall pick. Um, and I think in, in the song draft, that's not going to be the case as much. You know, I think our top, our draft boards, though they we thought they were kind of different in this one, I think they're going to just be wide open. Like, I feel like I make, my first three picks are going to be the exact songs that I want. And the first three picks are going to be the exact songs that you want. And so that's, that is the interesting point about it. That's why I'm really looking forward to it. I'm going to take my notes this week. We got five artists with all their songs. You know, you got to run through the albums at least once again, you know, just to make sure you don't miss anything. Yeah, I mean, there there's going to be some tough decisions. Like, I'm imagining the first rough draft of my big board is going to be like, 50 songs like gotta very be. gotta be and then you just slowly chop down from there and you find a group of you know probably 20 songs that you're really comfortable with mm-hmm. and again man it's gonna be a hell of a decision and i think the the toughest part is gonna be before the draft i think because as you just talked about there's such a different there's so we, we kind of we have very similar tastes in music, I would say, but different songs touch us in a different way. And you can see on all the pods, like there are some songs that we both really agree with that we love. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the times our favorite songs are not the same. So yeah. the, I think, you know, the album draft, I think, does a good job of kind of showing our preferences. But the song draft is going to be even even more in depth of that of kind of showing kind of showing what our year's been like almost you know because these as we've talked about these songs 
speak to us in a certain way and they kind of the songs you listen to kind of show the mood you're in and like what you're thinking about so it's it's gonna i think it's gonna say a lot and it's gonna spark some interesting conversation so when we finished um kendrick we we talked like last week and we're like how, how do we want to finish out this month we want to start up billy strings we'll probably get billy strings started up in january but at first we we were thinking about doing just two pods and including the song draft in the second one. But honestly, I feel like the song draft needs to be its whole pod by itself. And then maybe a little bit of just year in review. And then we, we hit the new year with a, um, a, a new pod in general. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Definitely looking forward to the song draft. Like you said, what my question here is get back on the Apple replay or, uh, replay music, whatever it is, Apple music does not as good as Spotify wrapped. Uh, definitely jealous over here. Not going to front again, but what was your number one song? What was your top three songs? Okay. So top song it's got, it's on, um, it's on, is it on, uh, born and raised? No. Okay. No. Born and raised comes in at nine and 10. Uh, so there's there's some representation but so number one is so it goes i mean Uh, yeah not surprised i I talked about that uh during that mac pod swimming that that's just it's just such an unbelievable song like and it's mostly the symbol uh the symbology is that the word like symbolism yeah, um, that's uh, that's more uh, like it symbolism <laughs> symbology uh, is definitely not a word <laughs> i'm like that doesn't sound right but it, it <laughs> close enough but the symbolism of so it goes to me was just it was like haunting man of uh, to close his career like that uh with a song like that it's like god damn it just it just it's got perfect. to me it just got to me and like i remember the first time it wasn't the first time I listened to it, but the first time I listened to it this year mm-hmm. well, earlier in spring, I remember it was like, there was snow on the ground. I went for a long drive, probably to clear my head about something. And like, and this is the first time I heard. So it goes, I was literally just like in my seat. Like I was driving, but I was like, not there. Yeah. I was like, so into this song because I realized I was like, Holy shit. Like I just realized what it was all about. And I'll just never forget that. And as soon as, as soon as those connections were made, I think that really was where the Mac connection for me started to click. Cause mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, Holy shit, man, this dude is like way deeper than I ever realized. So definitely not shocked that it's number one. Yeah. What's number two, uh, number two breakers roar. This is cutting grass, cutting oh, grass, this, the cutting grass version. I'm about yeah. to kick your fucking ass. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm about to kick your fucking ass. Don't tell me you have the cutting grass version over the sailor's guide version. That's that's that kind of pisses me off. Yes, I'm not gonna lie. Honestly, I just didn't listen to Sailor's Guide that much this year. I know, I know, that's, but that's still bullshit. <laughs> the Sailor's Guide version is definitely better. Yeah, but. He did a lot of remakes on the Cutting Grass. I mean, pretty much all of them were remakes. Well, all of them were remakes, but uh, some of them just didn't feel the same. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like Oh Sarah was the biggest one for me. Yeah. Like Oh Sarah on Sailor's Guide is so beautiful, man. Yeah, and I mean it's perfect. You can't redo it. Oh Sarah is a song that you can't really redo, but he had to. You know what I mean? Right. 
And when you blue grass, when you blue grassify, oh, Sarah, it's like, no, like I respect, I respect the effort, but no breakers war. I thought was one of the better ones that it, it fit both ways. And again, yeah, this I'd agree. I'd agree. Yeah. And the sailor's guide version was definitely, definitely better, but the, the cutting grass was apparently one of my favorites this year. So. <laughs> All right. And three for you. Yes. Number three, I can't fucking wait to talk about Billy Strings, man. Yeah. In the morning light. Yeah. Okay. You have been fucking blaring that then recently. My God, he can't stop listening to it. That only came out, what, in like October? Maybe September? (laughs) Dude, I'm telling you, I was addicted to it for a good amount of time. Great song. If you haven't watched the music video, you have to watch it. It's like, you want to talk about getting in your feels, man. This is a way to do it. Okay, it's yeah. it, it's so good. Um, so shout out to Billy String. That's a little precursor to the beginning of Jan, uh, January. So number four, I don't mind. Again, I'm actually surprised that's my second most from that album, but I don't mind. And by the way, I don't mind the original version from when he was in what I forget what the the band was called. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're both good. Like it's just a great song in either version. Number five. Blank face by any means. By any means is one of Schoolboy's best hype songs, in my opinion. I got I got caught in that for a good amount of time. So and not surprised to see that up there either. Well, mine's interesting, is I will say that. Because my number one artist uh is Drake, right? 109 uh hours, but he doesn't show up in my top 10 until nine, ninth. So I'm listening to, I mean, I'm, this is me being a Drake lover, listening to all of his albums pretty consistently. Uh, we'll start with five. We'll start with five for me. Um, only two albums total in my top five. And so I, this is natural for me. This is what I do. Whenever I listen to music, I like to listen to it in albums. And so I'll just run through albums left and left and right. And so uh, number five for me, 100 Mil by J. Cole. Oh, okay. Okay. And so that's going to let you know <laughs> that, oh, okay, is hilarious because you're like, <laughs> you're like oh, okay. <laughs> but no, this is, I mean, this is my most, the second most listened to album all year. Uh, the off season, love J Cole, and uh, what what you'll soon learn to realize is a lot of my most listened to music is gym songs because it's the most consistently the most consistent songs I listen to, and so a uh, hundred mil might be the best gym song that you could ever listen to if I'm being honest because like. I'm I'm content with where I'm at right now in the gym, you know, a hundred mil, but I'm still on my grind. You know, I'm still, I'm still putting up, I'm still putting up numbers. Uh, and then we'll go to number four. Um, another more gym song tales by Schoolboy Q tales. I'll tell you all about it. You know, interesting that that's a song I haven't really thought about much lately that's that's really interesting that's i honestly that's one of my favorite schoolboy q songs uh i think the 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 commentary the lyrics are are great 
Uh, obviously, it's Schoolboy Q at his peak, but just the flow and in the switch throughout the whole uh, uh, song. Um, really get a lot of Schoolboy Q, a, a full spectrum of Schoolboy school Q in that song. Um, my third song, very accurate about my life, uh, Drunk, very uh, featuring uh, Black. Uh, definitely a song A that I turn on when I am drunk. <laughs> like when I am drunk, I turn it on and it's like... Again, a good song as well, but relate very relatable with my life. And then uh, my two and one are both off of um, the off season again. Kind of gym songs, kind of not. My life, definitely a gym song with Twenty One Savage. Uh, mm. A great song, uh, gets you hype, but also a gym song. And then my number one, honestly, my favorite song of the year. No doubt about it. The climb back, not really a new song uh, with J. Cole because he released it uh, a while back on YouTube, I believe, maybe like two or three years ago. But just a song that I didn't really listen to until he put it on his album and definitely a gym song. The climb back, like we mentioned, where, you know, you're just you're climbing back. But that's also a song where it's like you could listen to uh, whenever uh, the intro, the bass drop is incredible. The quote, which it's like, I'm gonna have to pull this up right now. But the the quote at the start of it is one of my one of the best quotes of all time. Are you doing this work to facilitate growth or become famous? Which is more important, getting or letting go? And then it just drops into that and like. I mean, that's that's one of my favorite moments in J. Cole history, let alone uh, this year. Uh, 03 Adolescence being obviously one of them. And then um, The Trouble. I love the bass drop on Trouble as well in Born Center. But that quote, I mean, we want to talk about the, the off season. Where do you where do you rate the drops of this year then? Like I, I put the drop season over Certified Lover Boy. And I know you're not a, a, a Drake lover, but uh, we haven't talked about Kanye much either. Where's um, Where's Donda? I think I've listened to one song on Donda, so yeah. definitely pretty far down. But for the off season, you know, I it's number six for me um, as most album, and I'm kind of like you, where I had a nice stretch when I was running to this album like every day. Yeah, because like, dude, it's so easy to run to or to lift to. Yeah. Like, yeah, so yeah, yeah. And I mean, the climb back as you just talked about, great song. And I just I love the off season because it's that mix of him kind of fulfilling his ego, but also him kind of battling the urge to do that. You know, yeah. it's it's such a, it's such a cool balance because J Cole is very comfortable with who he is at this point as both a person and an artist. And I think the off season is like probably of his albums, the best representation of that. Yeah. Where yeah. He, he, he knows exactly what's going on with him and everything around him, but he's also going to like pat himself on the back a little bit and, and talk about, you know, what he wants to do and who he is and uh, you know, That's where he in the rap game. That's a that's such an interesting take because uh, 
J. Cole, I think, mentioned this. Uh, Drake definitely mentioned this. They always say the crown is split into three pieces. It's like Drake, Kendrick, and J. Cole. And those guys, so Kendrick being on the far end, J. Cole being in the middle, and Drake, they all like are a, I mentioned this before, like a spectrum. You know, where J. Cole is like in the middle of I'm that guy and I have a purpose. Like I want to I want to explain my life for a purpose. Kendrick being on the other side of like, I'm not he knows he's that guy, but that's not what he raps about that much. He raps about, you know, changing the world and spreading a message. And then you have Jay or Drake on the other end who makes equivalently good songs, but they're just all like, I'm that guy essentially. And like, I'm going to fuck your bitch. And uh, I feel bad because this bitch is kind of like simping me right now. Yeah. And I, I really love that those three, I mean, maybe it's just publicity, but it seems like those three, like they willingly share that crown. Yeah, And that's, this is something that pretty much in every other realm of life, you never see. Like when you talk about who's the best basketball player of all time, you don't see MJ being like, Oh, you know, me and LeBron, we're both, we're both, we're both pretty good. Yeah. We're both, you don't see that. It's <laughs> like, it's, it's them talking to themselves basically saying I'm the fucking go. I don't care yeah. about this dude. And, and yeah. LeBron's the same way. And in, in any sport, you're going to get that in with, with business, like these rich ass billionaires, they're not saying like, they want to be the best, you know, they don't care about uh, these other guys around them. Yeah. So to, to see these three guys, they know that they own different niches basically. Yeah. And, and they can all thrive together. Like they can make music together. They can succeed. Like this is not a, uh, like this is not like one of them has success. That means they're taking success from someone else. Yeah. It's like they can share the wealth and, and they're doing it so well. And to see those three really always connecting and, and Kendrick is probably the most aloof of the three. Yeah. But his but numbers, his numbers are still there. Hughes, And that's the most interesting part of the whole thing. It's like in basketball, it's, limited to the single sport and so those numbers are limited and football like you're the goat they limit it so much but with music it's so widespread and even like the rap to hip-hop genre as well it's like so widespread that you can separate these guys because like all these guys the three that we're talking about who have the crown right j cole kendrick and drake they put up not necessarily equivalent numbers, but equivalent to the level compared to everyone else. You know, like all these guys are putting up first week, new album drops, 600,000 plus. And that that's insane because no one really touches above 300 or 200 whatsoever. Yeah. It's always funny when, um, you know, I haven't since Kendrick doesn't release music as often, you don't, really i guess i don't remember but i'm interested when his next album drops to watch this but i know when j cole and drake drop like 10 of the top 15 billboard songs are from their album yeah. you know yeah. and that that right there is the perfect representation where it's like these people these, are listening so much exactly like they have cast such a wide net it's like it doesn't matter what they put out man i mean it's they're going to get, it's going to get eaten up 
And there's no other artists in the game, like obviously different genres. Like when Taylor Swift drops, that's dominating the chart. Yeah. Uh, when when whoever else, some other big band uh, drops, you know, it, it's going to dominate the chart. And for rap, it's those three guys, man. Like they have, they've, they've done what they have to do. Like they, it's just easy work now. Yeah. And, and that's why, you know, I still, I definitely, from a music standpoint, I still think that Drake is, you know, the, the third best of those guys. Um, you know, you can talk career, like you can have all kinds of debates about that, but as far as like consistently improving upon themselves, like it's just amazing to keep watching J Cole and Kendrick do this yeah. because we did our pod right before the off season drops uh, or our, our J Cole month. And we were like, what's, what's next? Like we, we couldn't figure out where he was going. Yeah. yeah. As soon as the off season drops, it's like, this is perfect, man. We didn't even see this coming, yeah. but it's perfect. Yeah. I had no idea that the off season would drop and J Cole's the most interesting. Cause like I mentioned, I feel like he's the most in the middle of both of them because although I don't know exactly where, Kendrick's going next. I feel like I have an idea. Like, I feel like he's not, I feel like the dropping an album, like the off season is out of the question. You know what I mean? And that's no, that's no diss to J Cole even or Kendrick, because like, I just feel like Kendrick, his mindset is more of dropping shit that kind of matters. Whereas J Cole, he comes from obviously as we, discussed in our first month ever with divine rhyme he's more like i came out of nothing you know what i mean and kendrick although he may have done the same kendrick's mindset is more focused on i want to i want to i want to teach a lesson i feel like i'm 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 a messenger of some sort whereas with the off season like i like we talked about it's just more of like a uh, a victory lap for J. Cole. And now that's not saying that J. Cole won't come out with something that's like similar to Kendrick or similar to For, or For Your Eyes Only, which being his next move, he has plenty of time I wouldn't be surprised with. But J. Cole, like at this point in his, in his career, deserves a, a victory lap. And although I believe Kendrick deserves a victory lap as well, I don't think he's the guy that gives himself that, you know? Yeah, that that's exactly how I think. Like he he's fine with everyone else talking about him. He mm-hmm. doesn't need the like he knows he's he's been doing this for a long time. Yeah. Like, I think Section 80 at this point is like 10 years old. I mean, and it still it still stands up very well. Well, you like, mentioned like, Section 80. That would be my next pick in 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 the draft over really? um yeah, I I Circles is so weird, dude. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like you want it, you want it, but you just keep feeling like it, it, it'd fall more. And I'd pick section 80 over good kid, mad city, just because I like the storytelling aspect a bit more in section 80, I think. Yeah. Circles, man. Like it would have been interesting to see if we went to 10 albums to see where it fell. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I would, I would have a hard time letting it go with like my next two picks at that point. Yeah. But I mean, isn't that that, weird? At that point, it's like, oh, wow, Tom Brady is going in the seventh round this year again. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Right. He already won eight Super Bowls. He's still going in the seventh round. Yeah. But it's like, that's fair. (laughs) It's tough because, again, I think, and I didn't even really think about this as much as you, I think, with kind of checking boxes. 
But as soon as I started checking boxes, I'm like, damn, I can't fit circles in there. Like it, it clashes kind of with what I have. Yeah. And again, man. And I've been listening to circles lately too. It's just, it's such a great album, but it's like, man, it's just, it's a weird one to describe because like, it's, it's like so unquestionably good, but I almost, I wonder if it's a ceiling thing. I, I think that may be what it is yeah. where it's like, there's no doubting that this is an amazing album. And if you find anyone that doesn't like this album, like they just don't like that kind of music. Like it's just, that's what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. But does it really have that high of a ceiling, you know, because yeah. it's, it's kind of like a similar sound throughout, which is part of the good part of it is that yeah. it's very consistent. But again, when you compare it to something like swimming, that's just very all over the place, like in a good way. Yeah. And, as I kind of discussed when I picked swimming, I feel like when Mac bounces around and he he's an, he's answering questions, but then he's questioning more things. I just think that's what makes Mac Miller the best. And that's why, or that's what makes swimming the best. And that's why like I faces has, uh, has really grown on me in the past couple months too. Cause I think, I think faces was almost a precursor to swimming. Like if you, if you go back and listen to faces, you kind of see some swimming in that. Yeah. And it's just, it's cause it's kind of all over the place. It bounces around and, and circles is so consistently good, but does it have a Mount Everest peak on the album? You know yeah. what I mean? I yeah. just, I, I don't think it has, it has like a, whatever, like the seventh highest peak in the world is, whatever that is. It's got yeah. that. No, but does no, it have, but... I don't know. No, that's a good take. Yes. Um, you know, we'll we'll probably get into it a bit more with uh, the the song draft next week, but it is a good question. It's like, how far does that drop? You know, because I'm comfortable not taking it with my next pick, and I I wouldn't take it with the pick after that. But I feel like once you get down to the last points, it's one of those where you you got to get it on your team. You know what I mean? I mean, I think that's gonna do it. Do it for today, Hughes. You got anything else? Well, uh, I was just looking through my stuff, and this this is an out of left field. Uh, my fourth most listened to album was Justice by Justin Bieber. <laughs> I, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, what the fuck? Okay. Like, I listened to it a good amount when it first came out, but did I listen to it that much? I guess the answer is yes. So, yeah. I mean, it's... I mean, an unbelievable album from Beaver. Yeah, but like, underschool. Yeah, un, underschool uh, JB fan over here, man. He's trying to have yeah, everyone. It's probably been like literally five or six months since I've listened to a single song, though. So yeah. it's like I just I don't get how it got there. Um, but hey, that's it is what it it's is. Not a bad album. It's not a bad album. No, and I, I think best. Binged it so much. That's where that's where it came in. Well, you were probably simping back then. Yes, I I think you know. I want to look up when it came out because you know I don't want to dive into old old things here. But you know, I had I had my little nurse thing for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I needed some help getting through that. Oh, this it came out in March. That was literally right then. So, so Bieber you know. helped you through a little moment there. <laughs> yeah, man. That's what he does. <laughs> There's no doubt. 
All right. Well, that's going to be it. We got a couple fire episodes. Uh, definitely the song draft next episode, 15 songs, and then we'll see what else we could fit in. Might throw another one out uh, before the end of the new year. It's getting pretty close. He is getting pretty close. Um, we will start the new year out with um, Billy Strings. But man, I mean, you know, I, I kind of in the beginning of it, Hughes, I felt like I didn't want to cover too many good artists too quickly, but we're already damn near a year in. And like we have hip hop alone, Drake, Kanye. I mean, we have we have a lot of big hitters we could still hit. And so it's going to be interesting to see where we go next. Yeah. And something I've been thinking about lately is there I, I think. I'm interested to see how we handle an artist that we don't know much about, you know, yeah. like I've been thinking about this for a while, but someone like Kid Cudi interests me, you know, because Kid Cudi is a guy, obviously I know about Kid Cudi. I've listened to a lot of his music. I honestly don't think I've listened to a single album straight through. So there's, there's a bunch of guys like that, that I know and I like, but there is a lot to learn. So I, guys like that are going to be interesting in, I think 2022, we're going to we're going to have to test ourselves a little bit and throw some names like that in there. Absolutely. I definitely agree. Well, uh, thank you for listening to Divine Rhyme, as always. Uh, check us out for now on uh, The Running Hook on Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube as well. Maybe Facebook at some point, but TikTok as well. <laughs> Uh, but we we're trying to get our feet up here. Probably going to start it at the beginning of the new year. Get all of the pods on that. Get a Twitter account rolling. You know, see what's going on. See how many. See how much interaction we could get. Uh, we got Linsanity always rolling. Divine rhyme. Uh, you know, you got us. And then uh, what we got coming up on Power Hour, Dylan, you guys got back rolling as well. The NBA, NBA season. I don't believe it starts till Christmas Day, but you guys have been rolling so far. So what, what do we got up next? Yeah, so we just had an episode come out today talking about the Cavs, the Mavs and the Nuggets. And we're getting we're getting close to that part where, you know, we've just been covering three teams a week mm-hmm. of it. And get to doing some bigger picker, bigger picture questions on some of these teams. So just rolling through the grind, man. Like, you know, all these athletes want to complain about playing, you know, three or four games a week. Listen, man, me and Alex Burr are right there with them. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, they've, they've got us. We're watching, we're talking about basketball and it's a, uh, it, it's a good time, man. You got the Power Hour on the Running Hook Network. Also have uh, Circle City Cinema. Uh, I think they're coming up with some stuff soon. Zach Griffith, as always, uh, one of the greatest on the mic. There's no doubt about that. But but uh, not one of the greatest uh, in the fantasy football world. No, That's he's miserable. Sure. I mean, he lost a pal this year. Uh, Hughes, do you still have a chance? I'm, I mean, I'm riding high at second seed easily, but I lost last week, and that, that didn't help. Yeah, so I'm like at an interesting point where we have like four or five guys within a game of each other, and this is like the last week, and and I play pal. So this is the week you got where, it. you got it, a no offense, pal. <laughs> yeah, if I don't win, then I have you don't deserve to, it. 
no, I don't deserve it at all. <laughs> and I will, I will say that I had some extra motivation with Powell because I mean, he, the way he's handled this season, like I actually defended his draft, right? Like I, everyone shit on his draft. I'm like, yeah, he made some mistakes, but he had a, like the roster is not that bad. Right. But he, there's just some games, man. He's not, he's leaving players with bye week on there. He's just dropping good players straight up. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of want to teach Powell a lesson this week. I've got to be honest. I respect that. I respect that. Well, I'm locked into the playoffs. Kind of started giving it up the last week. Hughes had to remind me because he needed the win to put some by players in. I was already focused on the playoffs. Don't matter. Uh, but we'll see how that goes. Um, you know, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week with the album drafts. And this has been Divine Rock.